0: With your host, high performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author,
1: Scott Hansen. Showtime
0: in three, two, one.
1: What is up, Hacker Nation? This is Scott Hansen, high-performance coach, speaker, and, of course, podcast creator and host of Success Hackers. Hey, listen, if you're brand new to Success Hackers, welcome to the show. Success Hackers is all about helping you, the entrepreneur, really play bigger in your entrepreneurial journey and your business. How do we do that? Well, we get the amazing opportunity to get inside the minds of some of the most incredibly talented and successful entrepreneurs And then have them share their success strategies and hacks with us. And for all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show, spreading the word and telling your friends about Success Hackers. It is because of you we are now downloaded and listened to in 65 countries and growing We have over 135,000 downloads from entrepreneurs just like you. So again, continue listening to the show, spread the word, leave reviews, and you guys are just freaking awesome. If for whatever crazy reason you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to do that now so that you don't miss any new episodes of Success Hackers. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't listened to the last show, make sure to go check it out because Steph Nissen really shared some key strategies on how to take your Social media strategy and take it to a whole new level across all different types of multiple platforms. It was a great, great talk with Steph. If you want to stay connected to the show and learn more about new updates and announcements, I made it really easy for us to stay connected. All you have to do is do this. Go to your smartphone and type the word success hackers. Just like you're going to text a friend, text the word success hackers. One word to this number, 44222. Again, success hackers to this number, 44222. And you are in and you will now stay connected to the show. And I will share with you later in the show. You got to listen all the way through. I will share with you later why and what's going to happen once you stay connected to the show. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. Today's guest is going to give us some incredible strategies and success hacks on how you can dominate your industry by having a brand that's not only standing out, but is also sticky. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Jeremy Miller. Jeremy, are you ready to rock? Let's do this, Scott. Yes. Jeremy Miller is a brand builder, keynote speaker, and president of Sticky Branding. Jeremy helps companies stand out, challenge the giants of their industry, and grow sticky brands. He is the best-selling author of Sticky Branding, 12.5 Principles to Stand Out, attract customers, and grow an incredible brand. Jeremy, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you on the show. Well, thanks for inviting me, Scott. I am delighted to be here. Absolutely, man. Jeremy, I gave Hacker Nation just a brief description of who you are, but would love for you to share more about your business and who you help. Sure. Well, in terms of my world, what I really work on is
0: helping companies and organizations develop brilliant strategies to make their business stand out, attract customers, and ultimately move the sales needle. And I do that through really three ways, Uh, speaking at conferences and events, consulting with organizations, and then writing. So on my blog and books and other sources, and it's really taking all the best practices and ideas that we can learn about how you grow a brand in 2016 and beyond, and really giving you ideas and strategies that you can apply in your business
1: right away. I want to get right down into it. I know that you really got interested really in the world of branding when you were able to help turn around your family's business by again helping them with their branding. So what exactly is Sticky Branding? Well, for me, branding is not about logos or taglines or colors. Branding is about a relationship.
0: And if you think of any remarkable brand, what I like to call a sticky brand, they all have one thing in common. Their customers choose them first. And it's bigger than that. Their customers think of them first. They refer them first. And they come back again and again. And it's that relationship, it's that first choice advantage that makes the brand sticky. When you have that place in your customer's mind where they think of you first, they choose you first, and they come back
1: again and again, you can state you have a sticky brand. Oh, I like that. I like that. Right off the bat, talking about you know, what it takes to have a great brand and why it's so important to stick out, and we're, we're going to get into that here in a minute. You work with a lot of companies, and mm-hmm. when you consult with them, what's maybe the one thing, one thing that companies might be doing really wrong when it comes to branding?
0: That's a great question. I think the, the thing that they probably do that hurts them is they use branding as a symptom of weak strategy. Mm-hmm. So they will talk about their naming as, as a problem or they'll talk around their uh, their website, their design or their messaging. There's something else that is that is a conversation internally that's taking a lot of energy and attention. But really what the problem is, is at a strategic level, they haven't answered core questions like, where does our business play and how do we win? How do we delight our customers? And how do we stand out amongst those competitors in our industry that do the same thing. So what can we do that's remarkably different? When you have that branding on the brain conversation and when you're looking at these things like, oh, our name is not doing what we need it to do, it's usually a symptom
1: that there is a business problem that you need to address. So let's take it one step further with that. I love how you say that it's a symptom so explain exactly what that means. Cause I, I mean, you're explaining what sticky branding is. You're explaining that some companies, you know, they focus on sort of the top level stuff. Like you said, the website, the logos, the business cards, whatever. But I like what you said. Could you take it one step further? You act as a consultant, a, a true brand consultant with their companies to say, okay, if you're going to name your company ABC and this is what the logo looks like, well let's let's take it one step further. What's the result? It's almost like, you know, reverse uh engineering um in, from a coaching perspective, which I do. I help someone re- kind of reverse engineer what they do from a goal setting standpoint. It sounds like you do the same thing with your clients. Exactly.
0: and the for, for me, as a consultant and, and as an advisor, my measure of success is sales performance. If an organization doesn't want to move the sales needle, they're probably not a good fit for me. Hmm. Now, when I look at it from that lens of sales and sales performance, in a small and mid-sized company, I really believe there are three key metrics that drive brand performance. So how do you measure your brand success? Well, they actually come from your sales organization. And they're the three Vs, which stand for volume, velocity, and value. So volume, how much demand is coming into your organization? How much leads are you able to generate? Velocity, how quickly can you move a customer through the sales process? How efficient is there? Is there any areas that create dissonance in the customer's mind? And value is about creating competitive immunity and profit protection for your organization. Now in an organization what I look to is the uh, the branding symptoms when you are talking about your website being out of date I take a step back and I identify with an organization which one of the 3 Vs do you want to focus on is it volume velocity or value when you can identify what your business really needs over say the next 12 to 36 months you can then work to develop a brand strategy that will support that goal. So do you need to generate more leads and fill the funnel up with lots of stuff? Well, then you're gonna need to make your brand stand out like an orange tree in an evergreen forest. And you're gonna need to blow your own horn and you're gonna need to create brand awareness so that people are able to find you and call you quickly
1: and efficiently. I love that. The three V's, volume, velocity, and value. Hacker Nation, bang, right off the bat. Jeremy's getting into it, dropping some incredible golden nuggets with us. Make sure that you're taking notes. If you're driving, if you're working out, replay this when you get home because he's already dropping huge golden nuggets on you guys, and uh, I'm taking some notes as well. So this this is great. Jeremy, we love our moments here on Success Hackers. Can you share an aha moment when you knew that branding wasn't maybe just a gift or a talent you had, but... That your company Sticky Branding would be successful and actually viable. Do you actually remember that one moment when maybe you even woke up or maybe it was your first client and you said, man, this passion of mine thing called branding is something I can make a living doing? Yeah, it was actually came out of my customers.
0: And you mentioned at the top that I had rebranded my family's business. So to give you a little bit of the backstory, in 2004, I joined my family's business, which is an IT staffing firm, and I came in as the director of business development. And the company was suffering from the the Y2K ending, and then the dot-com bubble burst, and then 9-11 having had these six series of successive blows. And I could see the effect of a changing marketplace on our sales force and that what used to take my sales guys a week to achieve was taking them a month. Mm. And more and more, we were relying on cold calling and push marketing and, and really aggressive sales tactics just to keep the fun full. And it was a really challenging, horrible experience for me. And what I learned out of that process was I didn't have a sales problem. I had a branding problem. And that's what led to learning about branding off the top is I had a sales guy who lost his competitive advantage. And so I rebranded my family's business, and I applied everything that I was learning inside of my own organization. And within about nine months, the the company turned the corner and rocketed into growth mode. And we were really early. This is two thousand four, two thousand five. We were early to social media marketing, content marketing, and search engine optimization. And my clients took notice of this, and they started calling us up not for recruiting services, but to help them on their marketing strategy, saying we love what you're doing with your business, can you help us on that? And it was those knocks on the door that really went, wow, there's something here that I could explore further. And so having that feedback and having that customer uh, encouragement really propelled me forward over the next decade to do a deep dive into what does it take to grow a sticky
1: brand. Listen, at the end of the day, every client out there needs A brand, I mean, needs to stand out and needs to stick out, which I'm going to ask you here in a second and how you actually do that, especially if you're maybe a solopreneur, if you have one or two people on your team. But you also, in the book, you talk about something called simple clarity is the foundation of a sticky brand. Mm -hmm. Will you explain that for a second? Sure. So simple clarity is the
0: ability to describe who you are, what you do, and what makes you unique in ideally 10 words or less. Hmm. It doesn't have to be the 10 words. The key to this is to speak in the language of your customers so they get it.
1: So, you repeat that?
0: Who you are? What you do and what makes you unique. Hmm. So think of it as your elevator pitch, but taking out all the buzzwords and jargons and benefit statements and simply getting to the facts. So that you clearly articulate, this is what my business is, this is what my business does, and this is how we are different. And if you can say that in your customer's language in a way they get, then what you're able to do is make your brand more findable, referable, memorable, and desirable. It becomes that marker that somebody can instantly get it. And when you can describe your business in a way that someone instantly gets, that enhances your credibility. You don't have to sell yourself or sell your business on what you do and how you do it. You've just stated it. Now you can focus in on how you can help your customer solve their problem. So when you have simple clarity, your website speaks more effectively. People can come to it and go, Oh, I understand what you do. When they, uh, when you go to a networking meeting, you stand up and you give your elevator pitch, everyone goes, got it. I know what he does or she does. And that simple statement is remarkably hard to come by because it takes work to really get insights in what makes your business unique and then finding the words that stick. There's a process to it. Very few people wake up and say, I can describe my business perfectly. We all go through these uh, thrashings about trying to figure it out. But once you get it, it just sets the the foundation for everything to be built upon.
1: You know, I could not agree with you more. I mean, first of all, hacker nation, this is one of the most effective things that you can do in your business without a doubt. So before you want to grow and before you want to do all these great things and, you know, add on new employees or your new clients or or any of those things, I always call it from a coaching perspective building the foundation. And this conversation right here is literally the the cement of the foundation of your mansion I call it it's who you are it's what you do and what makes you unique and it sounds so simplistic but to your point Jeremy a lot of companies don't really know who they are. I'll hear people say, "Well, I'm just a real estate agent," or "I'm just a an accountant," or "I'm just a web developer." That's boring. You don't want to be boring. Like Jeremy talked about earlier, you want to stand out. You want to be the one that person says, "Wow, I don't know, I got to get to know that person across the table because this person really has something going on. I don't know exactly what they do, but just the way they said it with some conviction, they were very clear, but, man, I get—I got to get to know that person literally over lunch. I, I love the way you put it. Simple clarity is definitely the foundation of any kind of a good business or a sticky brand.
0: Yep, and you hit something there too, Scott, and say you can say you're a realtor, you can say you're an accountant, but if you were to Google that, you would never be found. So what is it that goes with realtor? Do you have a niche? Do you have a specialization? Do you focus on a certain uh um, neighborhood with a certain price bracket, or do you focus in uh, a trigger event, say homeowners that are going through a transition or a move across the country, whatever it might be. If you can identify those simple um, descriptors that make you unique, then you can actually build your search strategy off of this as well because now you're communicating across all the channels with the same language and it's like having a label on a file folder. It doesn't tell you everything.
1: It just gives you that point of reference so that you can easily find it and refer to it. Okay, Jeremy, we're going to switch gears for a second. We have a segment on the show called the Fail Forward Stage. It's, you know, out of obviously we as human beings, we were taught at a young age not to fail and failure is bad and getting an F in your report card is actually bad, but I believe that all high performance and successful individuals look at failure a little bit differently than most people. They maybe use failure as feedback and course correction. Do you remember the time when maybe you failed and maybe you even wanted to give up, but rather than actually turning around and going back to maybe your old life, you kept pushing forward. Do you actually remember that specific moment? Isn't that a daily thing for an entrepreneur, Scott? (laughs) It is, but I want that juicy one, Jeremy, that one where you literally thought, I can't make one more step forward, but you did, and now because of it, maybe you learned something from it and said, wow, what a great learning experience that was. I'm
0: going to answer this in a a slightly different way. One of the philosophies I've picked up over the last few years is I really do believe in failure and I use it on a regular basis. For example, in Simple Clarity, I believe in getting in front of customers to test my messages. But that's a low risk way of just collecting feedback. One of the p- approaches that I've been really using over the last few years is making big bets where failure will hurt a lot. And so mm. the option to fail is there, but the risk of failing is equally high. And it's the idea of, you said, goal setting. If you're not making goals big enough to hurt, then you're probably not stretching yourself far enough. And so the book is a perfect example of this. It took me nine months to write that book. I profiled over 150 companies from Canada to uh, New Zealand. And I basically had a full-time job writing and researching sticky branding. And then from there, I continued to make big bets in terms of my marketing. I spent uh, over $18,000 on public relations to launch the book. Mm -hmm. And so I went deep into the hole financially to create this book through both fixed cost and lost opportunity costs. And if the book flopped when it came out in January of 2015, we wouldn't be talking right now. I would have to have gone back and gotten a real job uh, versus following my dreams of being a speaker and a consultant and running my own business. And so there were points in that process that were extremely painful where I would get in in arguments with the publisher and they would try to set rules that were good for them, but poor for me. And so when the stakes are that high, there's a thing in your brain that, that snaps where you fight like everything is on the line. And to me, this has become a business philosophy where bets so big that if you fail, the failure is going to hurt a lot. And so the books, a, Clear example of that, I'm doing that right now as I grow my business, uh, investing in uh, marketing automation and other, other tools right now where we're spending a third of revenue to grow the
1: business to the next level. That's so big that it might possibly hurt. I love that. And you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, a lot of it truly, truly is, is, is a mindset. You're going to need to get new skill sets and you're going to need to grow yourself and adapt new ways of doing things. And like you said, you're going to be spending a third of your revenue on some other new tools. But at the end of the day, really, it's, It's the paradigm, right? It's what our subconscious is used to seeing. And for us to get past that to the next level, we do actually have to set some goals that are going to scare the crap out of us. Once you get past that plateau, you can then truly look back and say, wow, now I've been able to really conquer myself, and now the sky's the limit.
0: And I think you have to keep doing it. The uh, advice that I got when I was starting the book process was really to bet big. The, the the analogy that was given to me is, think of it as a hero's journey. If you are watching Lord of the Rings, Frodo Baggins starts out as the little hobbit and has to go through these massive tribulations and has people on the way to help him, but at the end of it, it it's on him. But to complete his task, he has to change as an individual. And so to change, you go through a lot of failure, you go through a lot of heartache, you go through a lot of resistance. Um, and it is in that mindset but also in that belief in your that you overcome those small failures
1: to get to your bigger wins. Jeremy, as mentioned earlier, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to really help grow their business. You've already shared a ton with us, but I want to get kind of more specific and even uh, a little bit more granular. What's a success hack right now that you can share with our Hacker Nation listeners that could really help them stand out from the crowd, whether it's through their messaging, branding, so that Building a better brand, they would be able to then increase a sale. Great question. Uh, so the, the way I would approach this is two parts. Number
0: one, if you want to grow a remarkable brand, if you want to stand out in your industry, you have to choose to. That the organizations that do things that are remarkable make a deliberate choice to. So if you're saying to yourself, I want to have a brand that stands out, then that's the first step. Make that choice then the question really comes down to how are you going to fulfill that? And I think one of the most effective starting points on this is to start considering the visual experience that somebody has when they interact with your your business. Because if you think about... the the digital marketplace, we judge with our eyes. So when we go to your website, do we see an experience that's different from the competition? When we look at your products and materials, is it, it visibly different? Is it engaging in some way? And so if you can start in a small way of making your brand visually stand out, you will start to speak to your customers that, yeah, this company does have a unique way of standing out. Now, this is the starting point. Once you've got the visual standpoint, you gotta live it. So, how are you going to actually Uh, fulfill those goals. So that takes the deep thought of what steps or actions you're going to take to be different from your competition. Is it in your culture? Is it in your products or services? Is it in your pricing model, your sales model? Whatever it might be, you'll make a decision for you and your business and you'll know intuitively where you can have an opportunity to stand out. But if you can always set your measuring stick of making it visibly
1: different, you will be different and one step from that when you say visually different you know right away something that pops into my mind is you know either videos in blogs or videos on your website or videos on capture pages can you be just a little bit more specific when you say more visual sure so it could be as simple as having
0: a new website so for me in my business my philosophy is i launch a new website every 24 months on average, sometimes every 18 months. So, for January 1st, I launched a new website for StickyBranding.com, and the objective of that was to, A, modernize the site, and we made a, a very deliberate decision. If you go to the homepage of the site, you will see a video of lanterns bursting out uh, as the homepage image. And the reason behind that was, how do we create something that was visually arresting and unique? To draw you into the site, so you can use visual content in your blog, whether it's videos or graphics. But it could be as simple as your website. How do you make your website look different from the competition? How do you make it speak to your customers so they go, "I want that. I want to be like that." Mm-hmm. And that is—it's an ongoing process to keep upping your game to make a more attractive, uh, more attractive brand.
1: And I think it's so poignant to what you said, because like you said earlier, we are all visual. And now with the advent of everything being sort of at our fingertips, I mean, think about it from a very small perspective, whether you go on Facebook or whether you go on LinkedIn or whether you go to someone else's website, what keeps you on someone's website or someone's Facebook page or someone's LinkedIn post? Typically, it's an image or it's a video. We don't have the time, energy to actually read a ton of copy. So rather than having a ton of copy on your website or to what Jeremy was saying earlier, through your blogs or through anything else that you do, make it more visually appealing. Jeremy, we are now going to enter the randomness round. But before we do, let's take a quick moment and hear from our sponsor. One of the most evident components of successful people is they have a system of daily inspiration. This is why we here at Success Hackers have partnered with our friends at Inspireding.com, where every day an inspirational text comes straight to your phone. Look, we know that negativity comes to you free and unsolicited. Don't you think it's time to invest in a daily inspiration? We've made this very easy for you to get your daily inspirational text. All you have to do is text the word Hansen, that's my last name, H-A-N-S-E-N, to 96,000 on your smartphone, and you are in. Again, take out your phone and text the word Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, to 96,000 and get your daily ding of inspiration. I've personally used this, and let me tell you, it is so incredibly simple. Every day at 9 o'clock in the morning, I get a daily inspirational text that truly sets the tone for the rest of the day. Oh, and by the way, it is free for your 30-day trial because you're part of our Hacker Nation community. Again, text the word Hanson to 96000, and you will get a daily inspirational message sent right to your cell phone. We know here at Success Hackers that a ding a day inspires the negativity away. Okay, Jeremy, we are now going to enter the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hacker's version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. Jeremy Miller, are you ready for the randomness round? Let's rock. Best advice you've ever received? It's not the business you're in, it's the business you're building. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Go for a morning walk. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Write the book sooner. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed to your success? Curiosity. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? Oh, that's a stumper. Uh, Graphic design. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact in your business? The Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore. If you can recommend one social media tool or service to Hacker Nation, what might that be? Co Schedule integrates directly into WordPress for scheduling and posting. Jeremy, you are now officially off the Randomness Round hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This has been incredible. Thank you, Jeremy, for your time and also sharing these incredible success hacks with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you, your business, and, of course, your book? So
0: the business is called Sticky Branding, and we're at stickybranding.com. The book is called Sticky Branding. It is available wherever books are sold in uh, both hardcover and digital. And you can find me on all the social networks at Sticky Branding. So basically, just put Sticky Branding into Google, and you will find me.
1: (laughs) Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from our incredible interview with Jeremy along with some other really cool brand new resources we have on the site. When you're on the site, don't forget to subscribe so that you can get all kinds of new and latest episodes. If you want to stay connected to the show, take out your smartphone and type success hackers, one word, success hackers to the number 44222, success hackers 44222. When you do that, we send out interview updates, success strategies, and check this out. Moving forward, we will also be periodically choosing future guests right from our hacker nation community. So that means if you stay connected by taking out your smartphone, and typing in Success Hackers to the number 44222, you just might be chosen and the very next guest on Success Hackers. If you want to stay connected with me and the show, just hit me up on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter at ScottHanson1210, at ScottHanson1210. Lastly, I love the Hacker Nation community. I love you guys so much that I want to give back to you. So here's all you have to do subscribe to the show on iTunes. So you go on iTunes, you check out podcasts, you type in Success Hackers, and then here's what I want you to do. I want you to actually subscribe and then leave a review. When you actually leave a review, I want you to screen grab that review and then email it to me, and guess what? Once you email me that review, I will then give a shout-out to you and your company on the very next show. So again, go ahead and go to Success Hackers on the iTunes podcast leave a rating and a review, do a screen grab of that review, and then email me. Here's my email. My email is scott at scotthproductions.com, scott at scotthproductions.com. When you do that, I will give you and your company a shout out on the very next episode. This is Scott Hanson saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.